Hey, I'm Dr. Michael Edelstein, a clinical psychologist. And uh, I'm here with my YouTube partner, Mick Berry. Mick Berry is a longtime practitioner of rational emotive behavior therapy, as am I. Well, actually, Mick is a practitioner in the sense of practicing it on himself, and I'm a practitioner in the sense of practicing on myself and professionally with others. REBT is Rational Emotive Behavior Therapy, devised by Albert Ellis in 1955. And it's based on a simple premise, which is our emotions don't come from situations themselves, but rather come from our thinking about situations. And that's a very powerful idea, because if you are feeling anxious, depressed, angry, or guilty, then look at your thinking and you can change your thinking. And a particular type of thinking to look at is thinking in terms of demands. Must, should, supposed to's, have to's. I must do well and get approval because I prefer to. Others must treat me well because I would like them to. And life must be fair, easy, and hassle-free because I would like life to be that way. So our preferences make sense and are healthy and lead to motivation and incentive to try to improve the situation, but making them into demands is where the emotional problems come in. So let's get to our topic today, which is overcoming addictions with rational emotive behavior therapy and smart recovery. And to say a few words about smart recovery, smart recovery uh, is a self-help approach, mainly in terms of groups that uh, help people overcome addictive behaviors. And it was originally founded by myself and a few other REBT therapists in about 1991, Emmett Velton and Peter Bishop and myself. And uh, we have, there are groups online, so go to smartrecovery.org and you can find some groups online and join some of those groups. Uh, when, when did you uh, first uh, discover either smart recovery or rational emotive behavior therapy, whichever came first? Um, it was a smart group uh, in San Francisco, in San Francisco Hospital uh life like offline uh, around five years ago i'd say that period of time yeah i found it on the uh, uh, meet up uh phone app uh just looking for help at that point of time uh was seeking for uh, uh different groups uh I, I tried the 12 step groups and uh uh yeah uh and what, did you, and what what kind of help were you hoping for when you found smart recovery well i am aim to beat my addictions and poor life choices and um at that moment it was a uh, uh, marijuana smoking uh i i used to be a pothead i, I used to smoke a lot and that kind of took 
uh, uh, too much time of my life because I wasn't really enjoying it. Uh, but I've spent hours and hours consuming, uh, preparing, or uh, like hanging with the wrong crowd. So half of a day was like dedicated to weed smoking rather than actual life. And that was enough. Uh, that was another story behind it. Like I, I had, I like I was involved in marijuana, and marijuana was a big part of my life. And uh, and I, I had enough of it. Uh, I found a nice city of San Francisco. I fell in love with that city. It gave me a, a big shift uh, in my thinking, how I see myself in the future. So one of the steps I decided to do, get sober, uh, but also be, I have had some other behaviors like spendings and, um, yeah, wrong life choices. Yeah, I would I would spend uh, every penny on, on a coffee shop, uh, enjoying, like, fancy coffee, not having a roof over my head and things like that. So... Yeah, I was lost, silly, uh, and um, first time, like I've been to the group therapy before, but first time in life, I, I reached out to find uh, someone uh, for a supportive uh, help and guidance in, in recovery. And luckily, oh. I found Smart San Francisco. And also, you were uh, addicted to psilocybin or overusing psilocybin, is that correct? Not, not really. Uh, no, I haven't been addicted to psilocybin ever. Uh, for some reason, like I like I felt that I can be addicted to anything and everything I touch, like gambling and uh, like uh, even not some substances, but uh, any um, activities. So I was scared I can get used to or I can get addicted to uh, psychedelics which were the next um, type of drugs I tried, like, and um, that year, actually, uh, I have took psilocybin uh, another time, and that what made me fell in love with San Francisco, with <laughs> smoking cigarettes, uh, yeah, and, uh, uh, yeah, quit smoking weed. So, I, I just got scared that it's it's too powerful and and I've seen people on uh, psychedelics uh, using it constantly even though it's been told not addictive drug but I've seen their empty eyes and and no happiness in it I was scared to get addicted to it yeah that's why Rick, I had the goal you, not to use it mm -hmm. Rick did you want to chime in here. Well, I'm just curious, Peter, how smart recovery helped you stop your addictive behavior. Uh, what what was it that, <clears throat> could you tell us specifically and concisely how it helped you to get out of your addictive behavior? Yeah. Uh, so first I compared it to 12 steps. It's a common uh, thing because I found the 12 steps first. And I liked the differences so much, so I never came back to 12 steps. I came back just to say bye and thank you for fellowship. And uh, in fact, uh, 
I, I got lucky to meet the first facilitator, a very intelligent and nice man uh, who introduced the smart recovery in a way I liked a lot, in a scientific uh, way, uh, 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 talking about this uh, RBT approach and his own story. Uh, I looked around the guests in the room and everyone uh, seemed to be a adult. Uh, oh, Peter, Peter, sorry to interrupt, but getting back to Mick's question, which uh, gets to the heart of the matter, in what ways, aside from going to the meeting, in what ways did you specifically use these ideas to help yourself with your addictive behaviors? In a way that I joined that group and started doing the exercises on, on uh, three days a week, so I would... Uh, what are the Peter? What are, what are the exercises that you're referring to? Could you specify the, the, the most exercises? powerful exercise I found for myself was the three minute uh, therapy or ABC exercise? And how does that uh, work? How did that work? What did you do? What's an ABC exercise and a three minute exercise? Shall I explain an exercise in my own words? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. All right. So I'm questioning my uh, irrational thinking. So uh, it, it it has a um, A B C. Right. We start with the C. It has a consequence, like uh, my uh, emotions, and um, I do apply it not only to uh, addictions but to uh, strong emotions. And the first surprise I got in like two or three weeks participating in Smart. I tried to apply it to my panic attack, and it worked with the flick of the fingers. Then I believed in these techniques strongly, and then, yeah, we start with with that strong emotion, and then uh, try to describe the uh, the background, the situation. Like I, I oh, got Peter, to Peter, Peter, Mick, want, Mick, want, Peter, Mick wants to get yep. working. Work, how, work. how did it work in overcoming your panic attacks? Uh, do you, do you want that story in a short way or okay you said it worked like that could you give us an example quickly yeah so once i questioned my rational beliefs once i, I asked a question which is uh, d disputing your irrational beliefs at point b and once i i start trying to answer that question not even having an answer yet my Peter, your sound went out. I can't hear him. Hello? Now we oh, got we hear, we can hear you now. <coughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm 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 dummy with the technology. Too many sources uh, of sound here. Yeah. Um so you were saying to get rid of the panic attack, what would you what would be your irrational thought and what would you tell yourself to get rid of the panic attack? Well, at that point, uh, that particular night, there were cops searching cars at the parking lot of the marina. I worked in that marina, and uh, like, uh, but at the same time, I was homeless and slept in my car. So I had all kinds of thoughts that those cops would chase me. In fact, they were more onto the next uh, car. And when I had the rational explanation to what's going on, and... Uh, yeah, the panic attack went off because all kinds of thoughts jumped into my head. The the possible reason I fantasized on the cops would be after me. 
But it was a so relaxed city of Emerville. The cops were never after anyone. They just, you know, they're cool cops. And I was cool too because I, I really I worked and I was sober. There was nothing uh, in my car, no criminal activities. So I had nothing to worry about, but I had the strongest panic attack. Yeah, Peter, uh, we yeah. were we were going over the A, B, C, D, F. And Mick right. asked you how you use that to get over your panic attack. So what was your B, the irrational belief? That the cops are after me. That would be A, the activating event. Because remember, the activating event, I, I, that, uh, Peter, I just want to finish the question. It's never a situation that causes our emotions or panic, like the cops are after me. But it's always yeah. B, an irrational belief, a must or a should. Mick? Yeah, and the activating event, Michael, is not that the cops were after him. It's that the cops were searching cars. That's right, what right. it was. Well, the cops were searching cars, and then you thought they were after you. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, right. That would be his belief, though. The event yeah. was the cops searching cars. Well, actually, uh, I'm glad you brought that up, Mick, because this clarifies something in A. A uh, normally would be the worst-case scenario because once, even if it's not the case, because once you accept the worst case scenario, then you can accept anything less. And then B is the must about A. And oh. was your must, Peter? I must have a guarantee the cops are not after me. At that point, uh, I had, uh, that was five years ago, right? Like, uh, but, but I still remember that night. Uh, I think that my must was like I must have done something wrong. I must be a bad person. I'm, I'm, I, 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 I might be a criminal or something like that. So I thought of myself that I'm a bad person. Yeah. That's why I'm in the risk of cops getting me. Right, and the must was I must not uh, have a. I must the cops must not be after me. Not the cops right. must be after. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah, Mick. Well, I would also say, Michael, as far as the activating event, there's a real event and then there's the imagined activating event. I think what you're mentioning, Michael, is the imagined activating event, the cops after me. The actual event was the cops were searching cars. So there would be two possibilities to work on here. The cops could be after me would be a scenario uh, or the cops searching cars. But saying the cops are after me is believing something about the cops searching cars. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we can actually we can do a whole podcast on the ins and outs of the three minute exercises and the ABCs. And then, Peter. So apparently, you got over the moss. And uh, and I assume this was pretty much the cognitive way you got over your addictions by looking for your musts and getting over your musts, such as I must satisfy my urge for a drink or to get high. I must feel better right now. Any of those ring a bell? Yep. Yep. Slowly that year I have learned this ABC exercise uh, that well, so I could apply it uh, uh, by myself without the group uh just thinking of my life and uh not only to addictions but r different must and shoulds so i had to overcome 
spendings, poor life choices, and uh, that helped a lot. That helps me uh, until now. I'm using ABC because now I can do it in a minute, not in three minutes, and I like it. No, that was very good. Yeah, Albert Ellis once commented about the title of my book, Three Minute Therapy, and he said you can do it in three seconds. But right. just remind yourself, it's not a must. There's nothing that must be, although I prefer it not be. Okay, Peter, thank you for coming on and providing a real-life example of using uh, rationally motivated behavior therapy to help you with your addiction. And Mick, were, did you have any last words? No, just uh, thanks so much, Peter. I'm glad things are working for you. It's very inspiring. Very good. So uh, thanks all, and thank you, Chris Rossini, for doing the tech engineering. Comment below if you have any comments about what you've viewed on the on this interview. And give us a thumbs up if you enjoyed it, liked it, got anything out of it. Suggest subjects for future uh, podcasts. And if you'd like to volunteer and subscribe to the 3-Minute Therapy podcast to stay on the rational side of life.